Hey everybody, Dave and Jeff, it is September 8th, 2021. <laughs> I don't know why I find so much humor in this. We no longer, Dave fucks something up on the board. I so did. We can't hear the music when it starts. So he's like, all right. 10 seconds, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And I do this all the time. I always start moving things because it makes them so jittery. You have one thing to do. Just don't do anything. It's like tell, telling a kid, don't touch that. Uh, yeah, don't touch the hot stove. I just wait for like three seconds, try to get your hopes up, and then I screw it up. But so be it. <laughs> and I can see it. I can see that it records it every time. <laughs> I'm like, son of a bitch. So my apologies to any of you that care, but none of you do. So we're all fine. There you go. I don't even know if people could hear it through the music that's actually playing. No, but uh, you can hear it, and it wrecks your day. So it does. That, that makes it good for me. Dave, it was cool driving down tonight. Ted was on with Jesse and Tony. Yeah. Telling stories about the book. And it was really fun. And the cool thing is, you and I know this, um, he digs Agler a lot. And obviously, he grew up, uh, Anthony, Tony Jr. grew up. I mean, Ted's been around him since he was a kid. So it was really fun to hear Ted back in there and just telling stories uh, with two guys like Jesse and Tony that have done a great job, but love him and respect him as much as anybody. Yeah, really, really cool to hear him in the booth tonight. How long did they keep him in for? Uh, it ended up being a full inning. So he came in, when I picked it up, was kind of the bottom of the third. Yeah. And he stayed, and that was kind of a long inning, and then um, through the top of the fourth. Did he? Okay, just curious. Did he tell any stories that those two guys haven't heard before? You haven't heard before. Um, because it'd be like imagine if you left the show, yeah. and then you come back a year later, yeah. and you're going to talk about your book. Yeah, we're all staring at you. Yeah, what do what do you? I've heard that story. <laughs> That's my point. Nothing against Ted, but I think people who have listened to Ted for years and years, you know, Ted is known for being a great storyteller. Yeah. What they, what they talked about, I think Jesse asked him, which was really cool, was he said, as you went back and wrote the book, did you have the opportunity to look at some things and say, wow, yeah, this was pretty fun for me to experience? And yeah, I think a few things, Dave, for tonight. He talked about being in Kansas the day the Aztecs upset the Kansas basketball team. Yeah. And talking about the excitement of being there. And while he was getting ready to do the post-game show, they came in his ear and said, Jerry just passed away. Oh, boy. And he, he talked about that, which I, I think, I don't know if he talked about it here with us. We've talked about it with yeah. him about that day, maybe just in, in private down at Petco. But he talked about that. And then the thing that I thought was really cool that he said tonight was, Either Junior or Jesse asked him, did you have an appreciation for it as it was going on? And he said no. You mean the job? Yeah. He said he just, I, I mean, he loved coming out to, he told a great story saying that when he came out, even if the pods were out of it in May, it was still really fun to come to the ballpark and see all his friends and realize that he was in it. But you know what that is, Dave? When you're so into it and locked in and and in your own head, sometimes you don't get the opportunity to enjoy what you're doing. 
And yeah, it was pretty cool. But he also said... That's an interesting thing right there that he would say. I'm surprised. Because he said he grew up in a household where he never really felt loved or appreciated by his dad. He's talked about that a lot with us. And, uh, And he said, yeah, so now... With you know little things that we probably all take for granted, right? Having healthy kids and and having that opportunity to do fun things, he said, yeah. Now when he goes and maybe does an Aztec football or basketball game, it, it's different. It's a different kind of energy. And he said, being there tonight, he goes, I'm he goes, I'm not gonna lie. He goes, I'm probably gonna go in my car when this is all done and just probably cry, thinking about all the memories that I had in this booth and to be back in here tonight. With you said two guys that mean so much to me. It's pretty cool. Man, that's interesting. I tell you what, I looked at it completely different. When you and I did shows, number one, our name was on the show. Yes. And this is really one of my biggest pet peeves in radio is when someone's name's on the show and you can tell they're mailing it in. Yeah. I'm like, it doesn't get any bigger than your name being on the show. Yeah. You might want to own it. Yeah. You might want to do your best today. And yeah. I, I remember going through it going, is this as good as it gets? Uh, different parts of my life all the time. And going, I'm having a great time. I always look forward to walking in doing the show. It was never a time. There were times we couldn't stand our boss or the situation or what we were told yeah. to talk about. But I was sitting next to you. And yeah. I had a good time. And I was like, we're doing a show. And when we weren't doing a show, I can't say I was depressed or disappointed. But I remember when we'd get hired to do a new show. And yeah. I could feel I was uplifted going, we're starting a new show. We're going to be one of the voices of San Diego. And that was a big deal to me. Well, and Dave leads in perfectly. We weren't going to announce it till later, but starting Monday night, we're the new night show on KSON. <laughs> <laughs> the only station we ever worked at. We're going to be Rusty and Woody. There ain't and, no uh, party like a John party. Yeah, right? <laughs> we're going to be uh, Rusty Nails and Woody Board. And uh, can't wait. Oh, wait. Somebody's already taken the Rusty Nails name. Um yeah, no, that's I, funny. Did you ever work with Ted? And, and this isn't a shot at Ted, but you, as you've said before, you worked with Ted a lot when he was doing the afternoon show at KFMB and mornings and mornings. But did you ever work with Ted and feel like, hey, your name's on the show? Like you, you, today's not a hundred percent day. Ted, Ted's different because of who he was in this town. By the time I started being part of his show, either behind the scenes or on it, Ted, Ted was, you know, he talked about it tonight. Paychecks that he was making in the 80s and 90s at KFMB, right? When when we were so lucky coming in to be part of that station when it was still an iconic station, um, dude, he he just he ran it. He he ran it. So I think Dave, for him, it, I watched a thing the other night. Soccer's. So I think it's Craig Elston has been doing this. I want to give credit. I think it's Craig has been on the San Diego Soccer's Twitter page, has been going through and doing a recap of the indoor championships, going back to the old NASL and MISL, when Julie V and Bronco Segoda, all these guys were here. And Craig's really done an amazing job of recapping the different ones, and now he's into the ones where I got a couple of rings, so I've been enjoying it. From uh, 89, 90, and 1991. But what he's also doing is not only recapping the games, but he's found old clips. And it's Laz, a very young Jim Lazovic on KNSD, Stoney, 
Um, but he's got Ted. And when you go and watch Ted, and I don't know how many people knew it or didn't know it. I don't know how many people listening even remember when Ted was on Channel 8. But for the old timers, Ted went in, never had a script, never went off the teleprompter. Yeah. Everything was just off the top of his head. And they would tell him, never wrote, I never saw him write a note. Um, he had to know what was coming up because they ran the highlights. No, I got it. But Todd Villalobos would go in and say, okay, this is the run. Uh, <laughs> Ted would do that. Complain. Yeah. All right, we're going to start with the Padres. Then we'll have Yankees, Red Sox. We'll show Dodgers, Giants. Uh, Soccer's played tonight. Gulls played tonight. Spirit played tonight. Now, here's a couple of quick things. And they would just give Ted bullet points. And then everything was off the top of his head. Yeah. And so Elston found this clip. And you can go see And It's Ted from Channel 8. And I know he didn't pay attention to that shit. But he goes... Uh, Man, he's telling you, hey, there's former former soccer Paul Doherty getting the goal for for Baltimore and Sagoda and Paul Wright. He knows all the players. Yeah. And then you go in and you just watch it and you go, fuck, Dave, he had so much going on for as long as I can remember, even before I started working there. Mornings with Hudson and Bauer. Afternoons with Mark Larson. News, 5, 6.30. Padre games, Aztec games, Clipper games, Charger games, 11 o'clock news. And then when they started going, hey, you know what, asshole? You're not doing enough. We're going to make you do an afternoon show three to five. Oh, okay. That's fine. And then, you know what, Ted? You know what? Fuck you. You're not doing this shit anymore. You're doing Padres till midnight. And then you get your ass in here tomorrow morning at six. Pretty boy, get away from that pool. You get in here, and you're going, fuck, were we six to nine? How long do we go on that show? At night for us? No, no, no. With Ted. Oh, in the we morning. were six to nine. Wait, six to ten. He was four hours. Yeah, we were six to ten. We'll get you Ted dancing in here, for Christ's sake. Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler will come in. They ran that guy into the ground. So I was disappointed when he brought Henry Winkler in. I was looking forward to that. You know, me and the fonts. He would not talk about Fonzie. That's what he told Ted before the, before the interview. Why? He was there because he was getting paid to talk about prostate cancer. And he goes, don't ask me any questions about happy days. Nobody wants to hear about it. somebody putting their finger in your ass, Fonz. Okay? I'll ask the questions here. Okay, that, Cowboy? That's what he should have done. That's what he should have done. Yeah. You tell that across the hall on the Dave Smiley show. <laughs> not here, Fonzarelli. Yeah, no. Ted did everything. I mean, yeah. the, when you and I thought we were doing a shitload, he was doing everything. He, I mean, it was amazing to do the Aztecs, Chargers, and Padres at the same time, yeah. plus all the stuff you just mentioned. Plus, honestly, and I'm not saying this being snarky, going through a divorce yeah, and being a parent to a couple of kids that were fighting challenges, yeah, out, outside challenges, dude, he, that is a full-time job. So... Now, I, Dave, he, he has been so good to me. Yeah, no, you, you, we both agree. We've said it. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, and, and when he was here, we said it to him. I was just curious. I feel bad for him. I'm not taking a shot at him. I feel bad for him that he didn't enjoy it while it was going on because he saw broadcasters come and go. Yeah. He saw every year that 
people like Andy Mazur are out one second, then looking for their next job, hoping to get back into the I, game to appreciate I, it. But I think Dave, I, I think I know what he's saying, and I think you will get it too. It wasn't that in the moment while you're there and you're calling the play that you're not enjoying it or just the energy of being in the ballpark. It's the big picture of realizing everything. When you talk about uh, doing the shows, yeah, of course you go in. But I don't know how much, uh, looking back, like those 800 shows were so crazy and so insane. Like, if I heard those tapes back, I'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's like Facebook memories when you're embarrassed just 10 years later. Because uh, it was the epitome of zero fucks given. Yeah. Like, I had no problem just fucking with the Chargers and the Padres. Never once did I ever think, hey, there's a chance I may be back on both of their flagship stations. Fuck it. I'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Right now, I'm going to beat the shit out of them. Um, <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I, I think there's part of that. But I think knowing that and going there, yeah, every night, I don't think Ted ever took it for granted. But I just think sometimes sometimes you don't appreciate it while you're living it. Yeah, I will say this. For listening to Ted for years, there wasn't one time where I didn't think he wasn't giving 100%. I thought he was giving his best broadcast every single day. All the time. Yeah, I don't think there was yeah. one time when he couldn't. I remember... One time in the morning show, because the show started at 6, as Jeff mentioned, I mean, he's running, burning the candles on both ends. He was late to a 6 o'clock show. Yeah. It was like 6.20. Oh, my, yeah. Dude, and, right? and Frank Anthony turned on the mic, and he said, the Ted Lightner morning show will get underway in a, just a few minutes. And Ted wasn't even in the building. Ted did. Yeah, but Ted Street. heard it. And Ted walked in there and went, don't ever turn my mic on again without me being here. And Frank didn't say anything. You know, Frank was a pro, too. Yeah, But Frank didn't want the listeners to go flip the station either. You know yeah. what I mean? That's what Frank was doing. But it was one of those where, how many commercials in a row am I going to run? Because uh, that, that all of a sudden, they're doing 1090 radio. You know what I mean? You're yeah. just running a shitload of commercials. Yeah. They're just running Mexican political ads, and our tower was in the States. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> run those goddamn <laughs> I mean, Dave, that's the other thing. They just had the radio reunion yeah. the other day, and I didn't I didn't get the chance to go. But you look at the pictures, and you're seeing the faces of, of Pat Gaffey and Jeff Prescott, Cole Lewis, and Marilyn, and, and you go, God damn, man, they're all friends. Yeah. How cool is that? That is cool. That That's the thing. They and were I, good guys. Yeah, and that's, and that's it. And for me, for Ted... Being a friend and talking to him when the book came out and and just saying, "Hey, I'm not trying to rattle your cage. I'm just telling you, ah," and, and knowing that I could call him any answers. And so for me tonight, hearing that uh, was pretty cool. And the other thing is, which is pretty wild, looking back at it, is Saturday is the 20th anniversary of 9/11. Yeah, and the wild thing for us going back 20 years is people talk about their experience of that day and and where they were and a bunch of different specials on that you're seeing right and and but for you and I to say we were on the air that night yeah pretty unique right pretty unique experience um I don't think either one of us wanted to be on the air Not I remember at all. I remember when Dave Sniff called me you were down with Ted mornings. Yeah. 
I'm watching everything. And then Dave Sniff, who was the program director at KFMB, calls. And I said to him, I remember just saying when he called, I said, hey, man, how long do you think we're down for? And he goes, what do you mean? I go, well, when do you see Dave and I going back on the air? He goes, tonight. I'm like, dude, tonight? What? I go, we're, we're a goddamn circle jerk show. And I remember him saying, he said, trying to think. I mean, it was Rick, it, Ted. Yeah. But Rick in the afternoon. But what do we have middays at that time? Why can't I remember? Was in a, wasn't it Paul Menard and Jack Woods? Was it those guys? Those guys followed Ted. Is that right? Yeah. Fuck, I love those two dudes. Charlie and Harrigan. <laughs> Charlie and Harrigan, Jack and Paul. I worked in the building. I had no idea what the fuck any of that meant. They you, all had stage names. I know. It was ridiculous. It was stupid. It was ridiculous. It's like when Jeff and Jer were... Uh, so dumb. Jerry was Jerry St. James. Yeah. And Jeff was Jeff Elliott. Yeah, but they didn't introduce all four names every fucking show. Like yeah. those idiots. Jeff Elliott. Did, when they sign their checks, do they do the same thing? Jeff Elliott, Jeff Detro. <laughs> Charlie and Harrigan, Jack and Paul. I, who told them to do that? I don't know. It was dumb. It was really a dumb idea. Just let them be Jack and Paul for Christ's sake. They're 100. Let them be Jack and Paul finally. Just let them up. God damn, they're, they're beautiful people. But I remember he said to us, and this is funny, right? Like... Time, time's passed. I'm not. He goes, goddamn Rick makes it all about him. Yeah, he did. He goes, just come in and be you. And I, yeah. and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I, I just remember that night we went in. I remember very early on in that show. I think somewhere you have the tapes. I do. I have them. I have them. I, I, I want nothing to do with ever listening to them. You can have all of them. And yeah. pe people have said to me who listen will say to us in the, all the years that you and I have been on the radio, that was the best radio we ever did. It was, the, it was the hardest radio we ever did. Yeah, I, that I would go back and, and listen yeah, to. Yeah, I wouldn't. It's, I told you, I won't even watch anything on the 20th anniversary. Anything having to do with 9-11, for some reason, is the only thing that causes nightmares for me. Yeah. they. Um, but I remember early on in that show, we talked about the courage of the firefighters. While everybody else was running out, they were running yeah. in. And I remember we, we did that. There was the guy from the Kings that was on one of the planes. Ace Bailey. Yeah. Uh, two two guys from the Kings were there, and um, and then I just remember what was really pretty pretty wild that night is we just opened the phones and went. This is the part, Dave, that I think I can relate to what Ted's saying. I don't think at that time for me, I realized the privilege that it was. I always love nighttime radio. I always love being on at night. So much more than mornings. You yeah, and I have just been didn't pay as well. You and I were fortunate enough to do mornings. We've done middays. We've done yeah. afternoon drive. We've done everything. But for me, that nighttime show on KFMB <clears throat> with a 50,000-watt signal that went into San Francisco and all points in between, and we were taking calls, that would be the one thing that I look back and go, man, I don't even think I, I knew how cool that was and as much as I loved um, to be there because it was always a dream. We got that so early on that that if we, we never, we didn't spend time in Fresno no. or Des Moines or, or Bakersfield. We, just, we launched on KFMB. Yeah. And 
And they were great to us, and it was really, really fun. But I think that night, Dave, the, the having the ability to just let people share their stories. Remember, that's what we did. We just played traffic cop. We let people come on. People were crying on the air and just talking to them, and they were sharing the pain that we were all feeling. Man, that was a privilege. That, 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 I, like I've told Dave Sniftus, I go, man, I didn't know it in the moment. But that was something really, really special that you let us be a part of. And, and, and I appreciate that he had trust in us or he was just too fucking cheap to pay Kelly and King. <laughs> Maybe Dr. Dog and Lawyer in Blue Jeans weren't available, right? Pete Gray, do we have the fishing show no at that kidding. point? Um, but yeah, man, that, that was pretty wild. And so as that comes up, we weren't, like Mike Pomeranz on in the moment or Ted yeah. or whatever, but to be there at night was was pretty pretty wild. Yeah, I'd go back and listen to that. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's definitely something that you know I remember is when I think of KFMB, it's probably the first thing that's that the probably the '98 World Series run with the Padres is the number one memory of KFMB. That's probably number two for me. Yeah, KFMB was you know the the other one, um, and it was funny was the one in 15 year for the Chargers. And we've talked about yeah. this. Not being a Charger fan and going out every day, and now with that stadium being gone, but I used to laugh when I'd go out there because every now and then I would just circle this part of the stadium. You and I would be set up right where the, right where the trolley let out. Exactly. And I remember you and I would sit back there and go, there's going to be seven fucking people there today. <laughs> We're trying to give away goddamn sandwiches. Nobody's coming by. And goddamn, if that trolley with the loyal Charger fans starting at about 10.30 in the morning and really heating up 11, 11.30 yeah. into the 12 o'clock hour, full of just people fired up with yeah. smiles. Maniacs. And they were ready, man. Yeah. And you go, God, that... That fan base, dude, was pretty strong. Pretty goddamn strong. I, you could talk about Air Coriel days or the, the AFC championship. That's my favorite Charger fan base, Dave, because you go, those were the legit hardcores that loved them. It was weird because I think any other one in 15 year, I kind of wouldn't, number one, wouldn't give a fuck, and two, would have just laughed my ass off. We liked Mike Riley. You know, yeah. we, we, we liked it, and then we knew the players. Yeah, I mean, what people don't understand, yeah, the Chargers won our number one team. Right. But at the same time, that was our favorite head coach. Two is, we, the players we knew really well. We weren't, we knew Spanos, but we didn't know Dean. Like, you no. know what I mean? We never socialized with Dean. Nope. But if we asked a player for something, they would come through immediately. Yeah, Rodney. All of, you know, junior. anybody. Yeah. Anybody of those guys would. But, yeah, it's, it's an interesting time. Let me ask you the, the thing you brought up with Craig, because... I know Bill Center does, you know, this day in Padres history all the time. Yeah. And I always think back to what you said a few weeks ago, the line from The Sopranos, the remember when. Yeah. The, the lowest form of conversation. And it does. It burns on me. So when you say the soccer is from 32 years ago, I'm like, how many people know what the fuck he's talking about? Well, there's a huge difference between what Bill's doing and what Craig's doing. What Bill's doing is saying, hey, on this day... Uh, 50 years ago. 50 years ago, Mark Parent sacrificed Bunt, led the Padres to a one to nothing win over the Astros. 
And you go, well, whoop de fucking do. Exactly. That's what I do every time I read one. Whoop de goddamn do. But Craig is putting the effort into it and including video highlights. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, for me, like I said, I respectfully to Craig, I probably didn't watch a lot of the 84, 85, or 85, 86. Because I'm a fucking dick. But when it got to the teams that I had been a part of, and it was really the first thing that I was lucky enough to do, and it was with friends that are still friends today, and he's putting pictures of the media guide. And I can remember when I was hired as an intern, and they said, okay, here's the media guide. Goddamn, Dave, I went home and read that thing because I felt like I needed to know every line on every player, right? I needed to know about Rod Castro, okay? How old are those players now? Fuck, 50? Older than that. Yeah, 55, No, 60? they got to be older than that, right? Yeah, but Wadi Hermes. Yeah, and, they have to be in their 60s and 70s. I don't think 70s. I don't think they were That's that That's 37 old. years ago. Yeah. Uh, Victor Nagara, right? And, and that goddamn media guide went with me everywhere. <laughs> went with me everywhere. So then to see the clips. Now, the thing that where Craig fucked up, was he didn't put my guy Dick Calvert. How could he not? Well, they probably didn't keep it. None of that audio probably exists. So Craig had to go and find the national feed. But to not have Dick Calvert tell you, good evening, everybody, and a very pleasant good evening, everybody. (laughs) Uh, I missed that. But, yeah, when you're seeing the clips and knowing, uh, and Ted says, hey, they're going back to Baltimore. And remembering as a kid, fuck, I'm on that flight. I'm on that flight with the soccers back to Baltimore. What airline did you take? Shit, that's a great question, Dave. I don't know. Probably TWA. Um, no idea. But but having them say, you know, buses at eight and we're, and, and we're going to the airport. Fuck, man. That was insane. So, yeah, Craig, for me, I don't know if people... There might be people that were just fans of the team that are watching it, but I, I love it because it just, it reminds me of when it all started and how great that team, Ron Fowler, owner of that team, and Ron Cady, Dave, two guys that ran it, that that owned, uh, I think, the, the Budweiser distillery. Holy shit, dude. They treated everybody like you were a goddamn MV, uh, VIP. Everybody on that staff was treated well. They demanded it. Uh, it was it was great. It's funny. I never heard of the San Diego soccer until I moved here. Yeah, and then by the time you were a laser fan, and we fucking I was made a laser you- fan. That was I do remember one day when I was in school that gave us laser bumper stickers. I'm like, yeah. what team is this? Yeah, that's what we said. That, yeah, it was. Team it was they? Who are these bitches? And I was just like, what the fuck is this? And why are they excited about this in San Diego? Yeah. I couldn't understand any of it. But I wasn't a soccer guy. I just wasn't. And. Indoor soccer. It's like the MLS. You know, the, the LAFC and the Galaxy, and yeah, they have a yeah. big fan base. But anyone who knows soccer knows it's bullshit soccer. Yeah, but the thing about indoor soccer here at that time, A, the level of players was great. A lot of those dudes played in the World Cup. They're Olympians on that team. Uh, gold medal winners on that team. I mean, high-quality uh, players. And the other thing that, that people forget 
is Ted points it out in that clip that I talked about. 10,000, 11,000 in the arena. And the arena, it was the place to be. It was a like a rock and roll show. Like the 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 fan experience for the soccers at that time, they were and again, I give full credit to Fowler and and Ron Cady, uh Randy Bernstein and and Ron Newman built an insanely great team. But they were obsessed with making sure that you came out and had fun. So, dude, you're talking okay, about... Okay, who do they, oh, you got to help me out here. Who yeah. do they play? Well, we... Like, what cities do they play? I know you said L.A. Yeah, Tacoma. Okay. Uh, lasers were gone by the time I came in. Okay. How long were the lasers around? A couple of years? Yeah. Okay. We beat the fuck was out run, of them. It was run by, I think, Jim Buss or Jim something. Jim Buss. Yeah. Ran his punk ass out of town. <laughs> so uh so much well there's they had other sports in LA. All right. Going you to the s- goddamn lasers. You say so. Well, they had the Raiders and the Rams at that time. Well, one of those teams mattered. Um <laughs> uh, Tacoma, yeah, would come down. By the time I got there, I think there were about 9 teams in the league. Now, when it was really flying in the early 80s, there were probably uh if I had to guess 15. But it was a league that Right? ESPN, they did have a TV deal with ESPN. Did they really? Yeah. God, I never saw that. But one of the one of the problems was the soccers were so good, the soccer's blessing was a curse that they won, you know, eight, nine championships, and other owners would be like, well, we don't have a chance against that team. We're getting the fuck out of here. But Kansas City, St. Louis, Cleveland, Baltimore, Tacoma, Dallas, remember Tattoo? Always yeah, taking I do. his shirt off. That little sack of shit. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, there'd be other teams that came in, but uh, those were the ones that I remember. Baltimore, Cleveland, uh, Dallas, Kansas City, St. Louis, Tacoma, San Diego. What was the downfall then? Why, uh, did, it, why, did, the, why did it fall apart? I, I think they lost the TV deal, and I just think, I think it's exactly what I said, that, that San Diego... Um, was so good that other owners, it was tough, man. I, I just, listen, I, I told you, the second year, soccer's win the championship. I'm doing stats for the guy from Cleveland. Soccer's are winning. We had an intern that went on to be Miss Emerson for back, right? Yeah. It was like 17. So huge, San Diego. Huge rack. And, uh, this guy from Cleveland, yeah, he's like, "Hey, what's going on tonight? Where, where this town is? This town going to celebrate? Arena's going fucking crazy. Soccer's are up like six nothing. I think. I go, fuck. I, I don't know. I guess so. I go, don't you have to go with the team, dude? I live in Chicago. I have spent my last fucking day in Cleveland, and here's the thing." I got an expense card. They have no idea. I'm telling them I'm taking guys from the team out. So I got about a $300 expense account, and I feel like getting fucked up. <laughs> Are you going? I go, sure. All right, what about some of these other people of the staff? I'm like, well, she's 17. She's yeah. not going anywhere unless we're going to Corvette Diner. <laughs> but I go, yeah, I'll round up some of these other ding So we went down, I'm telling you, I was at 
where I ended up being for the, the COVID hotel. It was the, the Hanalei. And they had this crazy tiki bar out by the pool. And we sat out there. There was like 15 people from the soccers and this maniac. And we just sat out there and drank on the Cleveland Crunch expense card. Fuck, we laughed our ass off. And it was the last game for me. It was the last game for three other people. We knew we were done. Yeah. So it was a goddamn blast. Bunch of hotel milfs hanging out. Or fucking Cleveland Steamers or whatever the fuck that team was called. We're buying drinks, dancing with waitresses. And this guy's just safe. The team's coming in. They're all sad. And he's just fucking dancing up a storm. And they're like, isn't that our announcer? And he couldn't. He, he couldn't give a shit. Fuck it. They were persona non grata. He was the modern day Don King. Don oh, King's hilarious. greatest story is that he showed up to the Frazier Foreman fight with Joe Frazier. You got this, champ. And as soon as George Foreman knocked a piss out of Joe Frazier, Don King couldn't jump over his corpse fast enough to hug George Foreman. That was Ed Vicinich, <laughs> voice of the Cleveland rocks or whatever they i don't know cleveland crunch fuck he yeah dance tipping the dj buying shots and all these fucking assholes are rolling in there trying to figure it out don't invite any of them over here we don't need their bullshit they're done yeah we didn't fuck i didn't even have to put five dollars out for the waitress oh my god man eddie v covered it all there's so many things that I think of when I went to, came to San Diego and trying to figure out the city, you know, mm-hmm. and you're going, okay, where, where do things happen? Where do you go? Where do, th- where do you belong? Be- it's funny. A couple things you mentioned. One is the sports arena is a dump. And every time I see the sports arena, I used to think that's where Magic Johnson played his first game. Yeah. For me as a Laker fan, that was a big deal and a Magic Johnson fan. But I used to look at it and go, this is it. Like, you know, this is crazy bad. And then I would drive down the eight and I'd see that Padres pub. And I was oh, wondering, yeah. does anything ever cool happen in there? At the Sheridan? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> that oh, was like, shit. I forgot about the I go, Padre Because I'm thinking, if there was a place in LA called the Dodger Diner, it'd probably be cool. Yeah. But I was like, fuck, Padre's Pub, it must be going off in there. That's where you must go before and after games. I feel like Steve Mason did remotes in there. That I don't even remember. I remember he did shit at Charlie Brown's in what LA. What was that? It was oh, in LA, no. like in Huntington Beach. Okay. And then I, I never, I've never been in the Padres pub in my life, but I drove by it 8 million times like you have too, I'm yeah. sure. And it's near Marvin K. Brown. Yeah. And then I was yeah. like, what the, <laughs> what the fuck's going but, on in this town? But then you brought up Ombak and, and everything. Yeah. And Ombak has treated us great. Love those dudes. But that is so San right. Diego, man. But what you're missing is in San Diego, see, you're, you weren't, you didn't know what was going on. I don't know if it was ever good. I'm just saying it's what you remember is your memories you think are good. It's like when you listen to the Rich Brothers and you told me how great they were. Then you uh, listen to their tapes and said, man, was that show shit. Woof. Duh. Fuck. Um, it's like people like my mom talking about Steve Allen and Jackie Mason. Oh, God. Oh, greatest show ever. Nope. <laughs> Not true. Um, Dave, when you went to the sports arena in those days... In your early 20s, the cool thing was that you could hang there 
And then right across the street was Foggy's Notion. Now, Foggy's Notion was Chick Central. Because, remember, I mean, you're talking about 30 years ago, right? Yeah. That's before a lot of wear and tear on that building. They were still having cool events there. I mean... I mean, shit, the Stones were still playing there. U2 was playing there. Concerts were going on. You had Jordan and Magic coming down for the Cliff Livingston um, All-Star Game. The Kings were playing exhibition games there. There was shit going on. And at the end of the night, there were a couple of different places. There was the Stuart Anderson Black Angus, which was in the Glasshouse Square. And that had a pretty good bar. Again, when you're 2021... You're on a limited budget, so if they got draft specials, right, you're going there. But Foggy's Notion was that place that you'd heard about since you were 15, 16, 17, and you wanted to get in. And then when you got in, it fucking delivered. Because I tell you, I'm I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Judge me all you want. Go ahead. We do. My fucking weakness is any girl walking the concourse at Plaza Bonita. I told a friend of mine who works at Macy's in that mall, I could never work here. She said, why is that? I said, because I'd be spending every fucking break at Robbins Brothers. She goes, we don't even have a Robbins Brothers. I go, fuck off. I don't care. You got fucking Zales? It doesn't matter. The chicks in this place make me silly. And that's what foggy's notion was i didn't i i worked at diego's in pb that was enough blonde dingbats i didn't need to talk to them i like the girls that had a little character to them that if shit got wild they they were taking the tallest one in the group male or female they didn't give a fuck did you watch that video from the the waffle house the other night i did there's a girl that's dressed kind of in like lavender or purple. Okay. And she's right there. She's the smallest one in the group, and she's ready to fuck somebody else. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, and is. I'm like, fuck, I don't even know if my divorce is final. But that's... <laughs> she's in the crosshairs because she's about as goddamn near perfect as you'll ever see. Oh, my God. And that's what she had in Foggy's Notion, Dave. So many chicks that look like Lisa, Lisa, Jeannie Pepper... <laughs> Fuck. And I swear to God, if I hear Coronado Pete try to tell me that those are all Point Loma grads, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Jason Miramontes, I don't need it out of fucking you either. They were in Point Loma. It doesn't mean that's where they got their mail. Calm the fuck down. You ever been in Pacers? Yeah, I have. I have. I've been in there too, but uh, if okay, let me ask you this. Yeah. How many times? How many times? Seriously, do how? I think I've been in there once? Probably was in there with you. Yeah, I don't think I've probably been in there. I've probably been in there three times. Okay. Now that's a San Diego, right? I mean, that's yeah, that, that's Tommy Fam. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's a place that, you go. That's a San Diego landmark. Yeah. How many times were we in the body shop? Never. Never been in the body shop. I was in there with a buddy of mine. We thought it was cool. We'd go in there and shoot pool. Why? 
Why so would you do that? Because you're too cool? Yes. Jesus. Oh, there's chicks here. So dumb. We laugh about that all the time. <laughs> like, why did we drive all the way down there to shoot pool? Like, like we were caught off guard that there were naked chicks, right, from Lakeside behind us. <laughs> you want some of this? Probably not. Offer stands. Okay. For how long? You tell me. Fuck. I don't feel well. <laughs> I don't feel well. The worst thing I've ever seen in a strip club is a girl that had one tooth. She just smiled right during uh, free falling, Tom Petty, and what's she the, had one tooth. What's the worst strip club you've ever been in? Oh, that's a good one. I got a good one. Um, Probably where I just ashamed of myself was new, new yeah. nudes by the airport in LAX. <laughs> yeah, I've been fine. I've never been in there. <laughs> that's the worst? It's probably the worst. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know, man. None of the girls had any shape. They all looked like 12-year-old boys with small tits. It was bad. Uh, it was bad. I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> <laughs> this was two weeks ago. It was I, awful. I was in, uh, look, I've been in the Bambi Club. Where's that? TJ. Okay. And uh, Unicornio. Club Unicornio was a goddamn experience, too. That, that wasn't anything you'd put on your uh, Anthony Bourdain 10 places to visit in the world list. Dude, our worst experience ever was Vegas. Had to be. Because literally, we felt like we were dealing with the mafia, and we were both like, are we going to make it back to San Diego? Like, I yeah. didn't feel safe being in there at all. Yeah, there's a part of that day that I thought, yeah, this may be it. Yeah. This may be the end of the road. And I think, uh, I think my... I think my wife was, my fiance was in the hotel room. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, she, she, she was flew there. in. She flew, you and I drove there and she flew in and then we all drove back together. Yeah, studying for the bar. Yeah, that's right. She's studying for the bar. And, uh, and you and I are like, I told her, I go, hey, I got to go to the strip club. Yeah. And meet guys that are in the trash business. Yeah, that's right. You and I were paid to go to the World Series of Poker and we never showed up. That's why we were sent to Vegas. Yeah. We never went. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, they never gave us... Remember, like, it, the event was over, and then they gave us wristbands and everything. Yeah, it was all weird. Um, but no, that... Because at least the girls that worked in there were good-looking. It was just a weird thing to be in yeah. there Tuesday at, like, 11 a.m., right? Yeah. Now, the girls were fine. It was the people that kept sitting down to talk to us. Oh. That ownership stake that right wanted something of, from us. Right out of central cast. Yes. Yeah, that was definitely a wild day. But for me... Remember, we were, hold on, dude. We yeah. were with Mike Dick and Reggie Jackson. At Caesars. Was it at Caesars? At Caesars okay. the night before. Yeah. Mike Dick, it was great. Yeah. We asked him if he'd come on the show. He said, yeah, and he gave me the number. Yeah. And then he said, call Louise. Yeah. And here's the number. And we asked Reggie Jackson, Reggie, we love you. We're San Diego guys. You're awesome. Can we get you on the show? Nope. Yep. <laughs> and we're like, all right, well, you're still awesome. We love you. And he's like, thanks. We're like, yeah, fuck it. We don't care. Hey, man, it's on you. And like, no, he, and no axe to grind. He's like, I just don't do it. I've been burned too many times. I go, fuck it. No problems, man. It's a blast meeting you. And yeah. he was cool. Yeah. Um, no, in Oceanside, so in Oceanside, they had a pure platinum right on 101. Okay. So we would go in there, but I had one buddy, one buddy that just didn't get it and would bring 
flowers and want to hang Jesus. around. Right? You're like, come I wouldn't on. No, dude, they're all leaving. They'll leave with the DJ. So we would just sit there and me and Cheech, my buddy Boomy. And every night the game was trying to make your buddies laugh by the girl would always say, hey, what do you guys do? And ah, we're in town. Got a little convention going on, you know, in, in the village or in the valley, Oceanside Valley out by the drive-in. Oh, yeah, what do you, what do you guys do? Well, we sell lawn furniture. What? Yeah, we sell lawn. What do you think? When you're out by the pool, those chairs you see, you think they disappear? Come on. That's our company. We make those. We manufacture them. We own the trucks. We bring them in. Wow, that's outstanding. We think so. We think so. Right? It's just stupid shit like that. So then the next day, or next time we went, I don't think we went the next day, but fuck, knowing us, maybe we did. Uh, what, do you, what do you guys do? Yeah, we're in town for a convention. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we're in pool supplies. Oh, no kidding. Well, you know that rope that goes across <laughs> oh, with the floaty? Christ. That doesn't just show up. We're the ones who do it. 50 years ago, those things had no color to it. We're the guys that change it. We, uh, you know, we, made, we brought a little splash to it. No pun intended. Oh, that's fun. It is. We like our jobs. We're just assholes. <laughs> we had nothing better to do. Every day, we're just inventing <laughs> shit. So then we determined, Dave, we were going to take the show on the road. Yeah. And anybody who knows Oceanside from 40 years ago, probably our pal Woody, he'll remember this. There was a place called the Playgirl Teen Club. Now, that freaks you out because you go, hang on. Dude, fuck. I saw shit in there that I'm still not over. And you would go in there, and the music would be like Black Sabbath. I go, this is a little aggressive for a titty bar. And then the girls would just come out. Half of them have a heater in their mouth when it was going. Oh, boy. And then you slowly started to realize that the box that needed to be checked on the employment application for the PTC, uh, you needed to have a visible scar. <laughs> C-section's fine. Um. Full, full set of teeth was, was not mandatory. <laughs> and and neck, tech, neck tattoos were yeah. encouraged too. And then just, I'm not, just the most awkward looking body you've ever seen. And not anything where you go, what I tell you about Plaza Bonita? Yeah. You go in there, you're like, Fuck, this is heaven. You go in the, the teen club and you're like, I don't like this. <laughs> Girls that look like they came from Three Mile Island, like something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and they all dance like Elaine in that song. Oh, that's belt. hilarious. Yeah, and they're just playing weird shit, like hate metal. What and the hell was it called? Don't act like you don't know. No, I don't know what that was. It was called the Playgirl Teen Club. There's nothing good about that title. 
Playgirl Not makes you think there are guys in there. Yeah. And teens make it sound like they're underage boys in there. Yeah. That's the worst title ever. And you would, and now listen, part of this responsibility falls on us because it was the strip club that on the front had framed pictures of the entertainers with like those foil stars around yeah. it. And they, they used it. They didn't, there was no bait and switch. They didn't, they didn't put up pictures and you go, hey, where's Barbara Eden? She didn't work here. It looked like every chick from jailbabes.com. <laughs> and, and we were still like, hey, what's the cover? $8. Cool. Me and these two assholes. You guys have food? We got egg salad. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got it on? Toast. White toast. Yeah, fuck it. Give us three of those. <laughs> what are we drinking? Near beer. That sounds perfect. We'll take three of those. Jesus Christ, dude. You got anything else? What a mess. Uh, might have Slim Jim. Fuck. <laughs> we, hit the, we hit the goddamn lottery. Want a Slim Jim booby? No. Well, fuck. Give him one anyways. He didn't know what he's missing. <laughs> and they just go in there and you're like, I fucking hit rock bottom. Yeah, you did. That was rock bottom. Rock bottom. Oh Down at Thanksgiving with my brother. The, the Thanksgiving with your brother sounds like a gem compared to what the fuck you guys just went through. Yeah. All right, let me ask you, because the NFL football starts tomorrow night. How many, fan, right. how many fantasy football leagues are you in? Only two. Only two. Not bad. It's easy. Now, do you have players on different teams, or do you try to get the same guys so it's easy to follow? Uh, my one league is eight teams. Okay. And then our league is 10. Yeah, but I mean, do you try and go like the same quarterback yeah. or running back? So I got lucky. I have guys. Mahomes in both leagues. Oh, you did do good. All so, right. How do you feel tomorrow night? You're going against Lee Sand. Goddamn right. You confident? No. Okay. He says you're going to lose by two. But it Fuck, doesn't mean. if that happens, I know. <laughs> that doesn't mean shit. It's, game, it's week one. Yeah. Uh, I was like a Yahoo at the end always says, just like we predicted, this is the score you lost by two. It's like, that's not. They always change yeah. the score as it goes on. Yeah, it's. I mean, everybody, how many leagues are you in? I'm in three. And mine are all completely different. Like, I think it's all fucked up. Like, I don't think I can watch NFL football and root for my fantasy team because the, they contradict each other all over the place. You know what I did? Um, I, I did this this year is, like, in years past, anybody who has a team, right, you uh, – I just saw Ben Fletcher wrote this. Yeah. But it made me laugh because I've done the same thing. You draft your team, and then you go back. Dave, you have the ESPN Fantasy Football Magazine right here. Whether it's USA Today Sports Weekly or whatever your resource is, right? Yeah. One of the 50 magazines they're selling at Barnes & Noble. Uh, you go back, and you just read everything about your team. And you just try to be so optimistic that, man, I really pulled it off. And then you'll read about your guy that you were happy to get I'll say, yeah, this guy's probably in an 18-team league, a, a decent bench player. Like, fuck. I only have eight teams, and I took him in the fourth <laughs> round. I didn't do any of that shit. I, I drafted our my two teams, and when we finished up last Friday night, yeah. I had you know a couple of cheat sheets. Man, those things, and one magazine, and that shit all went in the right recycling. Right in the trash. Right in the recycling. Yeah. That was it. So as I sit here for tomorrow, yeah, I can't 
I mean, I know I got Mahomes and I David Montgomery. Um but no, I don't I don't I don't know a whole lot about my team or who I got. I'll I'll go look to make sure that I'm not starting anybody with injuries. I like Yahoo. Their their phone app is cool. Keep sending me shit. Let me know like guys that are healthy or guys that could potentially be injured. Yahoo does a good job. I think it might be the best thing that Yahoo does. Yahoo yeah. is filled with just ads of just bullshit, you know? Yeah. So they sent me a couple of different things, but um but no, years past I used to do like you said, three teams, four yeah. teams, or whatever. It makes you insane. So, no, I've got one ESPN, and then I've got our team, and I'm, I'm happy with that. I think the only player that you guys have combined between you and Lisa and tomorrow night that, that you're rooting against, mm-hmm. she has C.D. Lamb. Otherwise, you, you don't play tomorrow night. You don't have anybody that plays tomorrow night. Uh, Tampa and, and Dallas, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. But she has one, so you're rooting against C.D. Lamb tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to hear any bullshit out of her. <laughs> You will if she wins. Fucking shrimp. She's <laughs> fucking yeah. If she wins, you're gonna hear it like crazy, man. The funny thing that she said in our draft was, um, trash talking everybody that's in it, and she said the only two that are are immune are you and me. Yeah. But then Rich Eisen said that Mahomes is gonna be the MVP, so I just sent that right to her. Oh, you ready? She didn't. Pay any attention to them. <laughs> She's just waiting. And I know, yeah, I know the trash shotgun's coming, but it's fun. Yeah. I think it's, my buddy uh, Nick always says fantasy football is for people that don't have a life. Oh, I disagree. I completely disagree because I think fantasy baseball is great and I think fantasy football is great because it makes you invested in everybody in the league. Yeah. You fantasy have, baseball is a huge commitment. No, I got, but I mean, like, I'm, fuck, what in. Who the fuck just gave that up? This Daniel Hudson. Holy shit. Dude, is the shit. worst trade of all time. Holy God. Well, Frazier isn't lighting the world on fire either, but Hudson, holy fuck, dude. This fucking game was 8 nothing. 8 to nothing. 8 to 5. Blake Snell is like, yeah, what are you crying about? <laughs> um, but just to finish the thought on fantasy football, I like it because you're all of a sudden tomorrow night, uh, you're invested. Yes. In Tampa and Dallas, if you have CeeDee Lamb or, or Brady, I think I got Godwin on my other team. So, yeah, you start watching, and then all of a sudden all those games matter because you're in it. You don't want to hear any shit out of BK Rich or, or Kenyatta. <laughs> I need to hear him telling me anything other than congratulations. Yeah. That's all I want to hear out of any of these Fuckers. Oh, that's hilarious. Pete, you you lose to Pete and Billy. Oh, yeah. It's going to be on. I play <laughs> requested tomorrow. Oh, he's got fucking school. You it says know. I'm going to win by like 25 points. I don't see that. <laughs> well, it says I got an All easy right. win coming tomorrow or this weekend. I don't know. Tell you. Hard knocks. I want to ask you because it's over. Did you catch up? Nope. Didn't catch up. You're done with it. Did you see the clip at least of Diggs and his son meeting Dak Prescott? Nope. Okay, it's the best thing. It was going through uh, social media like crazy today. No, I'll go back and watch it. I like watching it with my sons because it gives them an appreciation for what guys are doing at the highest level. Yeah. So I'll go back and watch it. It just, to me, David, lost, it lost so much off the fastball. It used to be must-see TV, and I don't know, man. There's not too many things from NFL films where you go, yeah, it just doesn't, it just doesn't cut it. 
But that, for me, even with the Cowboys and the personalities involved, I just didn't get into it. All right, last thing I want to ask you about. I noticed on Coach's show, okay? Yeah. Every one of his callers has, like, that death cough. Like, that that shit, like, uh, emphysema. And, you know, like, their chest oh, is rattling. Like, how old are his listeners? When you talk about soccer's and we talk about yeah, how many people remember... Holy fuck. And then when you find out, it, it, no offense, but when it's a woman and you swear you've been listening to a man the whole time, Oof. Carol, you call again. You're like, holy fuck. That was a girl. Hang on. Braden's got your certificate for a free cart in a Carl Chesterfields. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um, Stern's back. And so, yeah, Stern- listen to Stern. With Stern back, I don't hear because Stern was on vacation for yeah. twelve weeks, so I didn't. I tune into Coach, yeah. but I haven't. Like I, I, I can't tell you the last time I heard Darren's show. I haven't heard Darren's show in a while either. Um, so I don't know, but um, but I haven't. Yeah, I haven't heard Coach for a while. You know, it's funny. I listened to Stern yesterday, and I listened to him today with and- Martin Short. You know, I'd turn off Martin Short. Fuck Martin Short. I'm not a Martin Short fan. I just Don't you uh, feel like if Martin Short was here, you would just, halfway through, he'd say something, you'd be like, you know what, you yeah, fucker. Yeah, him and Dana Carvey. Fuck off. Dana, uh, we had Dana Carvey on. I, he was we, cool. We have had Dana Carvey. We've had a lot of SNL people on. Um, and I love SNL, but I'm telling you, I have no interest in talking to either one of those guys. But I'll, I'll say this. I was not, I've never really been a Dana Carvey fan. I never got yeah. the church lady. The whole George Bush thing, yeah. right? All of it was annoying. Carson. Fuck, dude. He was so cool on 1360 that I become a fan of his because he was such just a really nice dude. That surprises me that you don't. I no. bring him in here in a minute. I just because he was so cool. Another one we had on there who was okay to us, but I'm not a fan at all, is Bob Saget. Do you remember Bob Saget joined us on 1090? Oh, fuck. I would have forgot that yeah. one. Was that 1090 or free? It was 1090. He was on in 1090. Oh, because he was coming to American Comedy Club. Yeah. Fuck, I forgot that one. And real nice too, right? It was great. It was well, great to us. I, I was telling a guy today at work, the thing that we always did when they came in, when they ran the gauntlet, remember there were seven stations, David Iheart. And when they ran the gauntlet, we would they would come in because a buddy of mine was asking about Maniscalco. Were you there for Maniscalco? No, I wasn't. Okay, so that must have been me and Rosie. And we would always say to them when they came in, uh, out of the seven stations, what number are we? And we were always like six because they'd hit us and then go to Kogo. Yeah. Right? With Ted and, and LaDonna. And so I just remember Rosie and I and you and I were the same way with these guys where we were like, look, this is your fucking show. We're stoked you're here. Give us a lead line. We're going to, we'll walk you into it. Mike's will stay on so people can hear us laughing. But you don't have to worry about us trying to fucking hang with you because we can't. We get it. And, and remember, Dave, if we did that, they were always, it just, they completely let their guard down. Yeah. And they were like, oh, fuck. Okay, cool. So I'd be, we would just say, give us a lead line. Where do you want us to go? And I just remember how nice all those guys were. Saget was really cool, too. Yeah. But Dana Carvey, I just remember going, ah, fuck. <laughs> and he was such a genuine good dude. Like, now when he's on Stern, yep. I would have ignored that, but now I listen to it. 
because I, I just, I'm sorry, dude, if you, if you come on and you're really cool and generous enough with your time, dude, I'm a fan of all those guys. The guy that was, the only guy I remember out of that, that mailed it in, Channing Tatum came in and was really, really cool. And he was with the Wayans brother that was in GI Joe. And that guy, he just had, he thought he was too cool. So we just talked to Channing Tatum and he was great. Yeah. Uh, nicest guy, but, um, oh, that's funny. I forgot about Bob Saget. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Bob Saget but, was one of the guys that came in. I was just saying, listening to Stern, Stern sounded like he was happy to be back on there. Like he missed it. Yeah. But he, he, he had energy. He was, he was into the shows. I'm reading Keith Richards book right now. And Keith Richards book it's called Life. And he's telling stories. I mean, this shit today. He's telling stories about when they went on tour in the early 60s. Jeez, that's insane. And That's six years ago. Yeah. I mean, I think the book came out like 20 years ago. I know, but I mean, it shows but, you how old Keith Richards is. It's just yeah. insane. And he's telling the stories about, you know, we went on tour in the, in the early 60s, and we were there, and I remember... You know, Bill Wyman had this particular amplifier. I'm just sitting there going, Dave, if anybody came to you and said, all right, we're going to go through the history of the Dave and Jeff show. What we'd like is, I mean, you guys were at KFMB for pretty much five years, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, and 2002. So what we're going to need is we're going to need a handful of stories from each one of those years to tell people about it. And then we're going to need a handful of stories about what happened at ESPN 800, uh, KLAA, all the way down the line. Like, I don't remember any of that shit. <laughs> I don't know. There's I'm, something from every station that stands out to me. That's fine. I got it. But he's literally taking you step by step yeah. in the process and walking through and giving you, and and it's not, I just ask any of you. It, it's not us comparing ourselves to Keith Richards. I'm saying for any of us, if somebody came to you, if your kids came to you and said, hey, uh, we're going to do this really fun project, Dave. Josh comes in and said, you know what? You talked about Michael Keaton the other day. We're going to do, Dave, my life. And what I'd like you to do is just, Every night, spend half hour and just walk me through. Tell me who you were from the time you were. Yeah, that's a problem with biographies. They always start telling you about when they were eight and nine like anybody gives a shit. <laughs> just start when you were doing drugs and fucking chicks. That's all we care about. Tell us that. How the fuck did you live? Nobody cares where you went to boarding school. Fuck. Let's go. <laughs> so, Dave, we'd like you to just start, you know, pick it up in high school. And we're going to need a chapter on high school, chapter on college, right? And all the different things. And we'd like each chapter, you know, I don't think 40 pages is too much to ask. We look forward to reading what you get. I'd be like, I don't know anything. <laughs> I have zero recall. I don't know. I got a page and a half. Okay, we're going to hang on here. You've written your entire memoirs, and it's seven pages. <laughs> That's all I remember. That's all I remember. How the fuck do these guys do that? That is funny as hell. Could you do that? I don't know. I think I have a very good memory. Um, 
I don't know how exciting any of it would be, but it, for it's funny, man. I was listening to, I was going to ask you about this on the show, but I was listening to Jackie Mason, the clip that Stern played today. Did you catch that? No. Because it was going through people who died while they were on vacation. I didn't even know Jackie Mason died. Did you know Jackie Mason died? What year? <laughs> he died in the last two months. Oh. He died while Stern was on vacation. Well, fuck. May rest in peace. Okay. <laughs> well, obviously, you didn't know either. And then he played a clip from Jackie Mason. And he goes, no. I'm not that important. He goes, none of us are. No. When your time is over, your time is over, and that's it. And Stern said, man, I don't look at it like that at all. Like, I want to live as long as I can, and and uh, when I go, I want everybody to go at the same time. That was kind of his, I, his answer. And then you've seen this whole thing with Jeff Bezos trying to basically create a, a pill that keeps him from aging from this point on. Good luck with that. But when he got that dough, the guy who just passed away from the wire. I don't even know who you're talking about. Um. He was in the wire the night of, I believe his name, and I, I'm, um, I never I'm, saw the wire, so I don't know. So it's been very impactful because okay. the wire got wire got voted one of the top shows, which is kind yeah. of funny because you and I love The Sopranos. Yep, we love Breaking Bad, right? We loved uh, uh, Ozark, right? Yep, a lot of shows like that. And Woods will tell you, Woods I think is a huge fan of the wire. And it's supposed to just be outstanding. And the gentleman that passed away, Dave, unfortunately, they think that... Uh, Michael he, K. Williams? Is yeah. that your talk? Oh, okay. Sorry, I did see that. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I didn't know he was on the wire. And Dave, they think he took something that was laced with fentanyl. Jesus. So something that hits close to home for us. So with his passing... Yep. Today I'm reading the New York Post, and it's the game that I'm absolutely fascinated by. And, and you and I talk about it all the time. I don't know why, because we're completely screwed up, but this is what I want all of you to answer. Answer in your head. If for any reason your dance card gets filled and, and your number gets called earlier than expected, who who's allowed to speak on your behalf? Who's allowed to speak? Because I'm reading the New York Post and they're they're very nice tributes, yeah, from coworkers and sources, right, and friends. But then you start going, all right. Well, if that if that happened to Dave, uh, and and all of a sudden, you know, former coworker Carl DeMaio said this about Dave, I'd be like, fuck is that, <laughs> right? Gina the Latina. Oh my God. Dave and I had an unbelievable friendship, and his loss will be oh, felt she forever. Oh, guts. Hated you. Right? She did. She has no idea who the fuck I am still, even though I talk to her every day. Yeah. And then, right? Yeah, 100%. I, we would see each other every day, and every day I would say good morning. And every day she'd blow me off. A longtime radio personality, Kevin Dean, had this to say about Dave Palais. Who? <laughs> <laughs> no, all um, all of this, where you go, I, I always look at that. I go, who would Dave allow to speak? Oh, that's hilarious. Right? Who? I You've burned so many bridges in this town, radio-wise. Yeah, but radio doesn't mean shit to me. Honestly, God, it, it literally does not mean one thing to me. It, it doesn't. It used to mean everything to me. I mean, there was a time when radio was so important to me, I would have taken radio over my family. 
and 100% changed. It, I could tell you exactly when it changed. It changed in 2004 when the Lakers were playing the Pistons in the NBA Finals, and I was paid to be covering that, my favorite team. Yeah. And I remember thinking I'd rather be in Eastlake watching Josh play in a Little League game. Yeah. And I was going, I'm in the wrong place. And it all changed for me then. All right, I'm going to give you a couple of names. Yeah, radio doesn't mean jack shit. And I know what it's funny when when I drop dead and whatever's mentioned will be what we did in radio. You know, this show will come up, but it's not at all important to me. What do you mean by that? <laughs> what I mean is it's not what I want to be defined by or remembered by. You better hope it is, fucker, because your social media presence. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You guys will miss me on social media. I'll say that. Who are you going to hate next? Eric Hosmer's not staying in this fucking town. Look at that guy in the swag chain sent behind home plate. Jesus. And his yeah. buddy's like, fuck. You know, he, look, he looks like Turtle from fucking uh, Entourage. Idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, man, it, it's okay. funny as hell that you said that. Why? Who? What What do you think? I mean, don't. and when it's all said and done, aren't you only worried about what your kids think? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's all you care about. Jack and Kid love you. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. But what if you get... Uh, if you get a quote from Missy Martinez, that would be cool. I would like that. Yeah. What about Nicole Eggert? That would be cool too. That would be cool. All right. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, I don't know. It doesn't, none of it matters. Has anybody, all right, let me just ask you a couple of guys. Yeah. What will Mike Costa write? Mike Costa would write something really nice. Like Mike will step in once in a while and defend me on, on Twitter. Yeah. We'll say something really nice. What will Woods write? Nothing. He's too lazy. He won't say jack shit. He will not say one fucking thing. As a matter of fact, he won't even say my name the next day on his own show. If it happened tomorrow, he wouldn't mention it for a second. Even though we're all really close, I think they aren't allowed to mention our names on the on 97.3. Tony Jr. said tonight. And Tony Jr. is a really good friend. Talking about Ted said, you know, it's something I talk about with my partner Ben Higgins all the time. That's what Tony said on the air tonight. He doesn't know he fucking works with Ello. He's worked with the guy four years. <laughs> I have no fucking idea who's sitting next to him. Love it. Um, That's hilarious. Carlo Cicchetto. Carlo would say nice things, but no one's going to ask Carlo jack shit. Yeah. Well, Carlo and I get along. Nick. Canepo would say something smart ass would be nice. If you and I dropped dead before Nick, he'd write it in the paper. He'd put us in the Sunday thing. He mentioned us in the Thanksgiving thing a few years ago. That was nice. Yeah. I love him. I congratulate yeah. him on 50 years. I used to be concerned about this shit. Is that funny? I think it's just maturity. I think it's, I just do it because I think it's very funny. Yeah. I don't know. I, I used to think about how the hell would you be remembered? It, it's only, only one person matters. That's Josh. That's it. Yeah, no, it's not that. It's just, to me, the funny thing is somebody will be quoted somewhere Yeah, that you're like, that you that would bug you. Yeah, that's true. And I find that incredible. Someone's going to call me a cocksucker. You're 100% right. Well, that'd be us. Yeah, somebody will. Somebody will, for sure. Uh, me and Woody right here. Yeah. <laughs> just leave the fucking board up. Okay, okay, here's something you just... It made me think for a second. You said Woody, but I don't know if it's Woody. No one has stepped forward. The night before you came to do the show two nights ago, I opened up the garage door, and there's a big bottle of whiskey and a Dodger glass right outside the door. Really? So someone dropped it off. And I'm like, well, who the hell did it? Nobody has stepped forward in the last 48 hours to say, hey, I dropped something. And where'd that whiskey go? It's in my house. Oh, that does us really? a lot of good. Would you drink it? It's, it's a Dodger whiskey. It's Jim Beam's special edition LA Dodgers. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, 
No, that's pretty cool. But uh, it's very, very nice. It will be, we will drink it. You and I will probably be the ones drinking it. But at the same time, no one stepped forward and said who did it. I like that. They're probably pissed in it. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> what are you Everybody in the neighborhood loogied in it and put it in yeah. front of my house, you asshole. And you had those two chicks that I told you about at the bachelor party. He just <laughs> hovered over it. Oh, fuck. Go yeah, you're right. Some, someone will say something bad. Who do you think could be the person that says something bad about you? Oh, it's not that they'll say anything bad. They'll just comment, and you'd be like, huh? <laughs> but what I'm going to do is I'm going to encourage everybody. Hey, people don't realize how much he respected you. Oh, there you go. That's nice. That's, he was your biggest fan. He told me a million times off air. Yeah. You were his favorite. Um, if you die first. Oh, I'm going first, without a doubt. What signal will you? Okay, let's go with these three guys. Okay. We'll wrap it this way. Okay. What will you? Okay. That's funny you said this. If, if they can communicate from the dead, is that what you're yeah. going to ask me? Okay, I'm gonna we, give we, you. I'm gonna let's give, go ahead. Give me something. I'm gonna give you five names. Okay. Okay. First one is Costa. Okay. How will you communicate to Mike after you've passed away? Raiders will win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think that's giving yourself a little bit more. Okay. I don't know what to what to say. I have it for Mike. You know what I'm gonna do what for Mike do? if I go first? I'm gonna just randomly hit his turn signal. Okay. So he'll just be driving and his fucking turn signal will go on. Uh, what will you do for Woods? God dang, man. I've never thought about any of this shit. That's funny. I don't know. That, that is that's so funny. Do you have something in your mind? Go ahead. Play the game. I, I don't know. Uh, for Woods, I'll just change the fucking station <laughs> in his car. <laughs> I'll put it onto something that... Luke Bryan. <laughs> Yes. That's good. All right. What will you do for Nicole Eggert? Oh, my gosh. Nicole wouldn't know it was me. I won't be uh, a thought. That's true. Yeah, that's I won't true. be a thought. All right. How will I know? How will this audience, me and the rest of this okay, audience? That's a good one. How will we know it's you? I don't know. You got you to tell me what you want. This is, isn't this the whole Houdini thing? Didn't he do this? Tell his wife. If there's a way to communicate from the afterlife, uh, this is the key. Stern did it with Valerie Harper, right? I think so. I think he did. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, dude. There's weird shit. Like, um, unfortunately, we've had too many people pass away. But I'm telling you, man, there are weird, weird signs that happen with uh, Erica. I've heard people say that. With, with butterflies. Erica the really, yeah. I feel that way with Jake a lot. Yeah, like, like, it's funny. I was doing some stuff today, going back and... and when my car got hit. And, dude, I had so many people that were like, oh, fuck. That's too weird. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I don't know. I haven't thought that. My biggest one, see, David's funny. There's a part where you go, right, number one is you'd want to check in on your kids. Yeah. But then there's a part where you're like, you know what, maybe I should just let them live their life. Because not like you can just pull up, the bar stool. And for me, if you show up there, it yeah. probably just make me more sad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But it's fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I'm, for Woods, I'm going to change the station. I love it. And then for Mike, I'm just going to randomly put his turn signal on. And then for you, because you speed on the freeway, I'm just going to randomly pull your e-brake. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Thanks. 
Thanks. Ah, fuck. You'll be like, oh, wow, that's so cool. It's a side wall, but a full spin. (laughs) I'm in a full spin Tokyo Drift. Son of a bitch. Tokyo Drift. Son of a bitch. Hey, want to mention Brian Curry. Look, right now, so many people are taking advantage of selling their homes. Two people on my block just did it this week. What are you going to do next? When is the right time to sell? There's so many questions right now people want to talk about. What do you do? Because everybody knows they're making a tremendous amount of money. I have a cousin, or a nephew, I should say even, that doubled the value of what he put into his home to what he got out of it. Really? But again, nowhere to move. Uh. What do you do? Didn't have a plan. Just said, hey, it sounds good. Guess what? You can't find anywhere to go. There's another person I know that did the same thing down here in Chula Vista and said, hey, we're going to sell. And guess what? They couldn't find anywhere to go. They now live in Menifee. Menifee? Menifee. Now you have to drive back and forth to work every day. Oh, shit. It's a bad move. Brian Curry's the one you want to talk to. Look, everyone sees the dollar signs, but what is the best bet to get the most for your home? And most importantly, where are you going to live next? What are you going to do? 619-251-1588. Don't waste any more time. 619-251-1588. Yeah, Dave, so absolutely important. I have a friend does not live in San Diego, but is now upside down on their house because of poor decisions and not doing enough homework going in uh, and really played the part of being their own real estate agent. I can't think of a more dangerous decision than that. It's a decision that Dave didn't make. It's a decision I didn't make. And more importantly, we didn't make it in the past. We're not going to make it in the future, and you shouldn't either. Uh, Yeah, when Brian Curry's had the success that he's had over the last 20 years, why don't you let him take his experience and put it to work for you? It it gives you that peace of mind that you need. It's an incredibly big decision. It's an important decision not only for you, but for your family, and nobody can help you get the right answer faster than Brian Curry. Man, have you felt the temperatures this week? Just like we told you, September is going to be extremely warm. This is the month you're going to realize again Hey, Christmas time, everybody. Forget the gifts. We're all going to get the same gift. We're going to buy a swimming pool. This yep. is what we're going to do. We're going to call Alan Taylor, Taylor Made Pools. It's the way to go. Look, I'm going to Phoenix tomorrow. It's going to be 115 the entire oh. time I'm there. It is hot as hell. It was hot today in San Diego. Look, Taylor Made Pools, again, 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Funny, we look up right now, and they're doing a commercial where it's a family out by the pool and you look at it, it's just nice. Has anybody ever, ever had a bad day when the family's just hanging by the pool? No. Nope. It's the greatest, right? Because you can go back there, you barbecue, you relax. And the nice thing is, man, kids aren't on their phone, right? Everybody's hanging out together, and it's just kind of nice. It's those moments that we talk about that happen too few and far between the older your kids get. And nothing brings them together faster than a pool, and nothing's better than a tailor-made pool. Go to DaveAndJeffShow.com. Take a look at the sponsor page. See for yourself the decision that some of your neighbors made and how much they're loving it. And now you can be the next one to say, yeah, I made the decision. I love it, too. It's tailor-made pools, the best pools for you and your family. And Dan Williams is you want to talk to when it comes to your finances. Again, you want to get out of debt. Don't be embarrassed. This is what Dan does. He helps you get out of debt. He also helps you get out of the rental market and buy that first home. Dan Williams is very easy to talk to. You can check out his Bar Smart 2-Minute Tuesday again on YouTube. It's right there, 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Dan, these 2-Minute Tuesdays should be must-viewing for yes. everybody. The one that Dan did today, how many times does your phone ring a day? And, and you know what? If you're a Trump fan, 
screw you. And if you're a Biden fan, screw you. Fucking gas prices are five bucks a gallon. And all day long, I get calls from Amazon and PayPal that my account's been frozen. Get that shit taken care of. <laughs> well, uh, soon to be governor of the state of California, Governor Dan Williams put out a two minute Tuesday video today that allows you to take steps so no more junk mail coming to your house that do not call this. They fucking stopped monitoring that yeah, about did. 10 years ago. But Dan gives you steps today how to stop the junk mail, how to slow down the spam calls. It's so goddamn valuable, and it's all for free. I retweeted it, so go check it out. And I told you, last week, completed my refi. I could not be more excited because you guys, this will come as a big shock. I tend to be a little impatient. And Dan, I'm not kidding, Dave. Not saying it for, for humor. I'm impatient. Dan and his team made it so absolutely easy for us to do the refi. I couldn't be more thrilled, and I thank him, and, and he did a great job for us. He'll do a great job for you as well. Absolutely. When it comes to your website, do you have a website that's making money? Is it one that represents your business well? Kyle Fluger's done a great job for us. Again, he has done DaveAndJeffShow.com. He also has helped with Jake'sProjects.org. This, uh, since this weekend, many people have jumped in I and donated money, which is very nice. Pat Gaffey was one of the people that stepped up and put money in, which is very extremely exciting. So I appreciate it. Again, a chance to help young children play sports, but Kyle Fluger is the one that put the site together for us, made it very easy where we don't have to touch any money. Basically, you just go to the site and you pay right through it. Kyle Fluger, again, 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. All right, let's see how good you are on radio. Tell me the, the members of the Rich Brothers. Fuck, I don't know. I just know Frank. Bobby Rich. Okay. Scott Kenyon. How did Bobby Rich get his name on the show? He, uh, Bobby was a star here. Longtime radio guy. This town, this city. And, dude, one of the nicest guys you'll meet. I don't give a shit. You gotta be entertaining. Jackie Mason's a nice guy. Always bored me. Bobby Rich, Scott Kenyon, Frank Anthony, and Pat Gaffey. How many were there? Four. Oh, Jesus. I thought there were three the entire time. Why? You forgot about Frank? No, I knew Frank. My man, Pat Gaffey, was one of the rich brothers. I had no idea. I'm Dude, sorry, Pat. Maybe. Pat's one of my favorite guys. One of the best news guys to ever come through this town, right? Yep. Damn. Hands down. Shit. I had no idea. Love Gaffey. How long was that show on there? Dude, they were killing it. I used to skip. You know what? The rich brothers owe me an apology because that show was so fun in the 80s. I really, really wanted to be at San Diego. Yeah. But instead, me... My girlfriend, Laura, our buddy, Matt Deneen, whose dad was Jerry Deneen, longtime car salesman in town. Yeah. We would skip school all the time, and I still pay the price for it. And if the goddamn Rich Brothers weren't as entertaining as they were, <laughs> I would have been much more committed to my education. So I blame Frank and Pat. I'm going to say it right here. They owe me an apology, Dave. Because we'd goddamn go out, listen to the Rich Brothers, Drive down to La Jolla from Encinitas when I'm supposed to be at school. We're like 15, 16. We'd go eat breakfast at the Denny's on Prospect. And then this maybe, is your book right here. I, you couldn't go to school because of the Rich Brothers. Yeah. And none of those guys carry any remorse. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> but they did. 
You think, uh, Dave, I think coming out of eighth grade, a lot of people looked at me and said, Surgeon General. <laughs> Is that right? Is that right? These goddamn rich brothers were so fun. You couldn't miss a minute. Oh, my God. And that's how I fucking ended up getting out of San Diego with about a 1.67 GPA. That is hilarious. Shocking they don't call me back for anything. Oh, my gosh. Um, what were we talking about? Fluker? Yeah. He does a good job. <laughs> that's good. Go look at our website. I'm just laughing my ass off. They just leave it at that. That's all you got to tell you. Kid's good. He's dynamite. He's dynamite. All right. Here we go. Celebrity birthdays. How old are they and how much are they worth? Okay. Okay. We'll go on September 8th. We're going pink. Pink. I think these are all fucking wrong, by the way. I'm looking at the goddamn dates right now. And then I could look at the Wikipedia pages and they're all off by one year. Oh. Son of a bitch. Dude, I'd be about a 95% success rate if all these guys are off by one year. I'm going to say pink is 45. Pink is 42. All right. Okay. Uh, 200 million. Okay. Here's the deal. Yes. $200 million. How about that? Did what I the nail fuck? It? Yeah, you did. Bernie Sanders. Hang on, what were you going to say about Pink? No, I said. Well, here it says she was born in seventy nine, but then it says she's forty one. But that's forty two. Yeah. Then I had to look it up on another site. She is forty two. I can do the math. All right. Bernie Sanders. Uh, seventy four. Eighty. Eighty. One site says seventy nine, so eighty though. Eighty. Uh. Loves flying private planes. That takes a little bit of liquid to do it. I'm going to say $20 million. Only $3 million. Fuck. That's what it says. All right. Here's another guy I'm not a fan of. How does he live in Virginia not raise He doesn't live in. in Virginia. Doesn't he live in... Um, the Virginia. Vermont. Guy. Oh, Vermont. Yeah, even more so. How does he not have maple syrup? He blows it all on weed. I don't know what to tell you, dude. What do you want me to say? What he does with this money? Okay. <laughs> Here's a guy I'm not a fan of, which I just, you'd go, what the fuck? And if it wasn't for his last name, there's no way he has a career. Okay. David Arquette. Oh, right. <laughs> you with me? Fuck yeah, David Arquette. completely. Just a fuck off. <laughs> you yeah. look up fuck off in the dictionary, it's David Arquette. There's nothing better than that clip of that guy just reeling back and smacking him right in the head with a fluorescent light bulb. <laughs> Fucking Dewey. You asshole. And poor Courtney Cox. Yeah. What the hell was she thinking? Pretty as the day is long. My God, she's... <laughs> she's soiled. Um, David Arquette, I'm going to say, is 52. It says 49. All right. $4 million. $30 million. That's Courtney Cox money. You think so? Has to be, What's right? What's he done? Exactly. Yeah, new fucking album out? Exactly. I'm with you. Here's another one. Last one. Okay. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Dude, it's so funny. I just saw a picture of that little shit. <laughs> but how about him? He's just, he's gone. Yeah, he's out of, out of the limelight. Doesn't seem to give a fuck. Yeah. He was on every magazine, dude, as a little kid. Uh, Nothing like peaking at age 12. Huh? No shit. I'm going to say he's, I think this would be funny. I'm going to say he's 37. You did better than I thought. 39. 39? Wow. 39. Uh, ten million. Sixteen million dollars. Well, fuck. He doesn't need. He to doesn't do need to do shit. Good for a him. A lot of times, the ego gets involved with these people. Yeah, good for him. All right, five random questions for you. Okay. Oh, shit. Hold on, okay. Son of a bitch. Where are my goddamn questions? <laughs> Where'd they go? I have no. They're the ones from the other day. 
All right, hold on a second. I got it for you. All right, son okay. of a bitch. I literally did this yesterday while watching the goddamn pods, what blowing that perfect game. Oh fuck! All right, who is the most interesting person you know? Oh, I like that. Uh, without a doubt, my friend Joe Carlo. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's she, cool. I'm glad he didn't say somebody famous. No, my friend Joe Carlo um, has done so many insanely cool things. As loyal a friend as you could ever want, insanely talented, and you, as talented as she is, she's even more humble and a great A ball buster. Yeah, I that's think, awesome. Yeah, who would you say? I'll be honest with you, Lisa Ann is so interesting to me because she's not what everybody thinks or what they see. But Lisa Ann is one of those that has that high motor that yeah. does a million things that every day gets up, has a desire to be great. And, and again, I, I don't want to keep pounding this home, but I think enough of you guys saying she's naked on the internet. <laughs> God damn Is that true? Well, have you ever heard of Photoshop? Fuck, there, if you look around... Right? You can find pictures of, of Margaret Thatcher, too. Okay? You fucking weirdos. She's a goddamn radio host, and she's uh, uh, raising money for charity. Stop, don't lower yourself. <laughs> what is the nicest compliment you've ever received? Oh, uh, you know, it was great. Um, so we had to do reviews. We had to do... Um, Reviews at work. Good. And it was great because we went in to, to the guys on my team that mean so much to me. They're really great. Um, but the nicest thing, those guys, it was really fun to, to have them say that they look forward to coming to work every day and the fun we have and all that. That means a lot. But David always comes back to if somebody tells you you're a good dad. Yes, I agree with you. That's the thing. But to me, it's like, it's like... You got to be a good dad. I mean, it's the coolest job in the world. Well, a lot of right? people didn't take pride in doing it. You yeah, know what I mean? It takes a lot of effort to, to do it, which yeah. is it's funny. Sean Walchev said he read something recently that said you have to to be a good parent, you need to give 90% of your time to your kids. Well, then nobody has 90%. But you do, though. You don't think you give 90% of your free time to your kids? I think you 100% well, do. Or your, 90% do. Well, your free time. Your free time. But 90% of your when time. When you aren't working, where does your time go most of the time? To your yeah, kids. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. I don't disagree with that at all. Sean's too busy fucking doing selfie videos with Sam the cooking guy. <laughs> Dude, he was at SoFi yesterday. Told me it was fantastic. Said it's unbelievable. All right. If you could learn one skill instantly, what would it be? Oh, I like that too. Oh, I got to think about that, Dave. Oh, I, what are you going to say? The first one that comes to my mind because I saw it tonight was Tyler yeah. O'Neill for the Cardinals. They were talking about he's from Canada. Yeah. And he played hockey all the time, and he barely played baseball, but he ended up being a baseball player. Larry Walker talked about it today at his Hall of Fame speech, and he talked about how he only played 15 games a year, baseball-wise. It, oh, wow. it was hockey, but he goes, I sucked as a goalie. So he ended up playing playing hockey. And then it was crazy when he's naming all his siblings, and they all rhyme with the name Larry. Oh, I, I Larry, Mary, Terry. Carrie. It was, always, it was, it was ridiculous. Harry. It was, it, was, it was insane. So it was funny. But Tyler O'Neill. They said was a great hockey player, great okay. baseball player, and he's an outstanding piano player. Wow. And they and Earl Hirsch says it goes, Where do you think you got those forearms? <laughs> That's what his line was. But dude, I'm I literally am jealous of people that can play, play the piano. Um, so it's funny, since Charlie Watts passed away, there have been a handful 
of interviews. I've been a fan of the Stones for as long as I can remember. I don't ever remember seeing Charlie Watts interviewed. Yeah. But there was a really cool roundtable with uh, Watts, Hal Blaine from the Wrecking Crew, who played drums on so many of the Phil Spector albums, played a ton of shit. For the Beach Boys, covered for Dennis Wilson, which I didn't know until my pal Stephen Quadros told me. And you hear these guys talking about the drums. Dave, that's, that was going to be my first thing. When, when I watch Dave Grohl and that girl playing Everlong, yeah. and you watch Taylor Hawkins play that, right? But you go, fuck, man, just playing the drums would be very cool. But that I'd put number two. I'd probably put drums number three. I'd put um, surfing number two. I was always jealous. My buddy Griff's a great surfer and, and a bunch of guys I grew up with. Growing up in Cardiff, those guys all could surf like the fucking wind. But number one would be being able to fly a plane. Oh, wow. Uh, congrats to our boy Kraska. New everyday sports guy. Yeah, how about that? Another guy not loyal to the soil. Fucking Kyle, you son of a bitch. Another guy the leaves. Uh, those punks. Sandoval that, left. Those punks John that Ireland Channel 8 weren't going to pay him. John Ireland left. Yeah. What? But but Kyle, I've talked Let's to. Say Lopez left. <laughs> Kyle, oh. Kyle's a pilot. And I've talked to him about that and how cool that is. And, and Would you get on a plane with Kyle? Yeah. Oh, you're out of your fucking mind. You'd be Thurman Munson. Don't do it. Fuck. You think he's just like, that's it, asshole. All that shit. You're fucking. Dude, that's a line you could use and no one would call your bullshit. I'm a pilot. Well, until they said, let's go flying. So I can't. You go John Denver. John Denver was a prick. <laughs> Fucking asshole. I was so fired up when John Denver came in. The KSTO on Hedgecock show. Fuck, what an asshole. Obnoxious. <laughs> I can't tell you the John Denver okay. joke. It's obnoxious. Really? It's Hold terrible. Words once. Um, my buddy, uh, uh, Nick. Uh, celebrated your wheelchair joke the other day. Did he? He enjoyed that. <laughs> Did he? Good. Yeah, Good. Nick Nick liked that a lot. So, yeah, I got to let you know. Jim Bettencourt liked the hot dog joke. Come on, Jim. Come on. You're a man of the badge. Oh, my gosh. All right, here we go. If you, um, what's, the, what's your weirdest food combination that you enjoy? Oh, funny i have a weird one that's funny like and it's funny i'll even say it on there which no one even knows that that i do this i will eat pickles and cheddar cheese at the same time i don't know anybody that will mix those two it's like a pregnant thing but i've always eaten pickles and cheddar cheese sharp cheddar my my son when i was a kid it doesn't qualify now because it's not something i do now yeah but when I was a kid, I used to do this, and now my son does it because I did it for him, and he loves it. So when I was a kid, if we were making sandwiches, whether you were making a tuna sandwich, which I was laughing the other day in a local uh, sandwich shop that will remain nameless, but they have all the ingredients right in front of you so you can see them, and you look at the bin full of tuna, and you're like, what? Yeah. When's the last time you had a tuna sandwich? A few months ago when I was in uh, Arizona in June. Was it good? Was it bad? I got it. I'll tell you where I got it. I got it at Subway. Got oh. a foot long tuna sandwich and loaded it up with jalapenos. <laughs> well, that's where I was the other day. And I was looking at it. I was like, God damn. I know. If it's too soupy, I stay away from it. That's what it was looking like. Yeah. So 
But when we were making sandwiches, and it didn't matter if you were making a grilled cheese, a BLT, tuna sandwich, peanut butter and jelly, whatever you were making as a kid, we would put the potato chips yeah, inside too. of the sandwich. I always do. And my son does it now. Yeah, Loves I do too. It. I do too. Lay's I'm always chips. embarrassed that people are staring at me when I do it. Yeah, Lay's chips. and it uh, works with Fritos. Works with Doritos. I do it all the time. Oh, not I. I you're you're a gambling man. I like that. <laughs> we didn't do that, but we did Lay's. So my son and I. It's cool. I, it is good. It, listen, man. For my me, wife thinks I'm nuts. It's funny that you guys do that. But I I love anything. The we went. We were um, not far from here, and they got haircuts the other yeah. day. So I was talking to the lady about Cade's hair, and all of a sudden I look over at Jack. And his hair, Jack's hair doesn't grow long. It just grows thick. And so he goes, he was the one who goes, hey, Dad, can you get me a haircut? It's so hot with football, everything. I go, yeah. Dude, I look over. I'm talking to the lady about Cade. And um, I look to the right. And Jack's whole head from like right, like right at your forehead line down is now shaved completely bald. Like Marine. Yeah. And now he's just got the ledge. Wasn't a fade or anything. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and uh and he's kind of looking at me, so I'm texting his mom. I'm like, God damn, the army recruiting office is right next door. I don't think I'm gonna get him out of here. And he's looking at me, looking at me the whole time, and I'm like, Oh, I don't think he likes it. I think she went. You know, I think he was thinking maybe like the the three or a two or a three. And she's took Holy him fuck. right down, right? Like full metal jacket. <laughs> and all of a sudden he looks over and he winks at me. So he gets out. And I go, damn, dude, she went tight. Colonel Joker or right? Yeah, yeah. Private Joker. And he goes, yeah, I told her, do it. So I go, you're cool. He goes, 100%. I go, great. Love it. And so anything, Dave, like that, it's always um, encouraging their independence. Yeah. Like whatever they want to do is fun. And guys on my team, my, the one guy on my team's a huge AEW wrestling fan. I love it. He's into Legendary. Uh, my other buddy is a Pirates fan, right? And, and it's just, it's great. I, I love all that stuff. So, yeah encouraging the things that make you independent to the group. I'm, I'm a big believer in. So any of that stuff, goofy food stuff, as long as it's not anything like gross. Yeah. Um, I'm all for it. I think it's great. All right. Last question. If you had to get a tattoo today, what tattoo would you get? Uh, very simple. I'd get their initials. Okay. C and J. You were talking about it before. Are yeah. you going to go back to it? Yeah. I'd, I'd get C and J for them. Okay. Good deal. I think well, I would get the, the, the California flag, the bear. You know, but what the, are you Jack Nicholas? Well, I coach the California Bears, you know, and I'm from California. The problem is, I have a big guy in Alabama A on my arm already. I, uh, everything's ridiculous. Can't get, can't go two different states on my arm. I'm all over the fucking place. The California flag. Yeah. That's what she came I'd up with. I'd go with that bear. Yep. What do you want me to say? Something better. <laughs> something better. Fuck. Something, that's so. Something that's, better. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. That's infuriating. Would you ever get an, uh, like a person? Like, would you get like Craig Elson and a scarf on your back? Uh no. I think from a person. <laughs> you never saw that movie. That's my boy with Adam Sandler. Yes. 
Do you remember he had a tattoo of tattoo? The plane? Yes. <laughs> well, Steve-O Steve -O got himself, yeah, right? Yeah, Steve-O has a great one. It's hilarious. Um, would I ever get a person? Um, didn't Tyson get Arthur Ashe? I don't remember. I just, uh, I don't I know. he's got Arthur Ashe on his arm. I saw someone has on their forum, it's uh, Kurt Gibson on the home run. It looked, came out pretty cool. You know, it's really? a Dodger fan. It's pretty sweet with his arms in there. And you see the 23 oh, Gibson. That's funny you say that. I almost did. I have a very cool picture that I took of my sons when they were weeks old. Yeah. And it actually, they got to be like three months old because Jack was on oxygen for the first three months of his life. And it's shortly after they came, Jack was off of oxygen. And they're little, man. Babies. Months old. Two months old or three months old, whatever. Yeah, got to be like three months old right after this. And they're right next to each other on the bed. And you can clearly tell, like, Cade's a little bowling ball head. But Jack's facial features, you look at it and you go, oh, that's Cade, that's Jack. And I wanted to get that picture done um, right after I took it. Right after I took it. And a friend of mine who had a bunch of tattoos said, oh, I don't know that that's the one you're going to want to do. And I would have done that. That's yeah. great. And I love that picture. Um yeah, because you go, I took it, and it's so funny. They're just right next to each other, and Cade looks like he's just seen nine ghosts, <laughs> and Jack looks like he's smiling, and uh, a picture cracks me up. And I that probably would have been the one picture. I, I would have done that. Um, yeah, I don't know. There or, you go. Uh, or, but that probably would have been it. Cool. Good deal. All right, that was a long show. It was about an hour and 45 minutes. All right, we're not back until. I might be back on Monday. I'm not expecting us to do very well this weekend, so I have a feeling I'm coming back on Sunday. So we might be back on Monday. All right, we'll see because I'm scheduled to you got be... got a birthday coming up. I do, and I'm scheduled to be out with friends at Latitude and PB Monday night. Oh, okay, that. no problem. So, so it might be, what do we say, Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah, it might be one show next week. Okay. We'll, we'll probably see it. We'll see you Wednesday the 15th uh, to celebrate Josh Rosenberg's birthday. Yep. Uh, but happy birthday to uh, Paulie Rindel. Same day right? as me on the 14th. Oh, that's cool. So, Paulie, uh, early happy birthday. Tell Megan to, to go ahead and get you the keys to that Lamborghini she's been talking about. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week, All right. Week, safe everybody. travels. We'll see you next week. Thanks.
crew like they make in the USA That guy with the attitude better go away Five-cent video game put a smile on my face That stop sign was paralyzed But I ran it anyway Soundproof fence and a handyman cussing on TV What Californian cuts their own Christmas tree Boy, you better watch out for that sneaky back screen door I laughed so hard I cried 